Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation, and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey y'all, thanks for tapping in. Here is another pre-recorded episode for the Transformation and Travel series. I really hope that you enjoy it. There's going to be some amazing nuggets around how to lean into your agency and really choose a life that matters to you. Just a heads up, had a bit of technical difficulties that I couldn't completely edit out, so breathe and embrace the imperfection and enjoy. Hey y'all, thanks for tapping into another episode of The Shift is Real. I'm your host Tiffany Wright and as always, I'm so grateful to share this space with you and talk about these shifts and transformations. Today, I have a special guest. We are in another episode of the Travel and Transformation series, and I'm super excited to have this guest because we met more recently. Um, it's a it's a new relationship, and she is absolutely amazing. She is a leader. She is bold. She is courageous. Um, she is like the epitome of a wonderluster, and she really does. She travels different. I'll just say that. Like she travels. You know, sometimes people just go places and they just want to live their life, but like she really connects to where she is. And I'm super excited to have her here today. I want to introduce y'all to my sis, Ashley Young. Um, She was born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. She then moved to the Washington, D.C. area, where she continued her career in digital marketing. Three years ago, she started her minimalist lifestyle journey and only wanted a life filled with things that brought her absolute joy. And she's the epitome of joy to me, y'all. She she really, really is. Um, <laughs> during the COVID-19 pandemic, she had the opportunity to work full-time remote and decided to do more traveling, seeing that she didn't have to be in the U.S. So she lived in the DR for a little over a month, then Costa Rica for a month, and then finally Mexico is where she found her home in Playa del Carmen. Ashley now lives and works in Playa and also recently launched the only website that is a complete guide for African-American expats and tourists in Playa del Carmen called thisisplaya.com. Y'all, I want y'all to give it up for Ashley. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, I love that intro. Thank you. Oh, (laughs) you are special. You are special. And I'm I'm super grateful to have you here today. I know that um, your experiences, your openness, you you're just gonna be dropping some good things. And I know I enjoyed my time with you. Okay, just a little little backstory, y'all. So I went, 
Um, I say this is a, a, a newer relationship. So basically, I went to uh, Playa del Carmen for a couple of weeks um, in consideration of moving there. So I wanted to like check it out, meet some people. And on one of my uh, travel Facebook groups, um, I'm a part of a Playa del Carmen one. And I asked if I could meet up with anyone. And Ashley reached out to me. We connected, started chatting on WhatsApp. And so when I got to Playa, she just welcomed me with open arms and took me around. And, you know, we just spent a lot of time chatting and all kinds of stuff. And uh, just to see the experience of an expat through her eyes, it was really like a treasure. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have her, you know, come on the podcast. So, that is the backstory as to how we connected. Yeah, and now you're here. Was, and now you're I'm here. here. <laughs> yeah. For you, um, why did you want to talk about travel and transformation? Well, I I honestly feel like travel does so much to a person. It opens up really who they are. Um, you know, because there are some people in this life that will only travel with groups. There are some people that will only travel solo. And there's a particular reason for both of those groups of people. And I know that as for me, I am a true solo traveler. Um, and it just means that I love meeting new people. I love what it does for me and my network. Um and it's just something that I, I really do enjoy. It, it gets me out of my shell. You know, a lot of people, when they travel, they, um, they're, when they travel in groups, they're forced to be in this, this bubble or in this, you know, um, I guess like this, this like particular mindset of, I have to be around these people. But when you travel alone, you're forced to meet different people that you probably wouldn't talk to, or you're forced to step out of your comfort zone. And so that's why I love doing it because it forces me to kind of be uncomfortable at times. Um, but ultimately it leads to great um, experiences. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And for you, I want to know, like, what guides you to, um, the type of experiences that you want to embrace when traveling? For me, I think it's just not having any fear. I, um, I love to just jump. I love to take risks. And even coming to Playa was something of a risk because I didn't know that I was going to come to Playa. I had made plans when I left the DR. I, you know, ultimately was like, okay, I'm going to go to Costa Rica after this. But after Costa Rica, it was kind of up in the air. I really didn't know where I was going to go after that. Um, my friends wanted me to come, to come back to the U.S., but that wasn't something that I wanted to do. And so when I reconnected with friends in the DR uh, that I had met, they had suggested Playa. And honestly, there was like no reason why not. And so I just did it. And it was probably the best decision I've ever made in my life to just do it as Nike yeah. says, but yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. 
um, especially around the fearless piece, right? Because um, we can let our fear get in the way of so much in life, even at home, right? Even in the comfort of where you exist, you can let fear get in the way. And so if Mm -hmm. fear is often paralyzing you in your comfort space, it's definitely going to prevent you from stepping outside of your comfort space. But right. There's so like like the saying goes, there's so much magic outside of your comfort zone. You know? Mm-hmm. And I I love to know for you, like, are there any particular experiences that you want to talk about today um in terms of travel? Or do you want to just share like some general nuggets about how, you know? you've learned about yourself or been transformed through travel? Yeah. I mean, so for me, I will say one of probably the pivotal moments of just traveling alone was my birthday trips. So Mm. for me, my um, late uncle, uh, he passed away um, in 2013 and he and I shared the same birthday. But one of the things that he would always say to me was that you need to celebrate your birthday as if you were to never have it again. And I, 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 I just, I looked at birthdays different when he said that. And I mean, I was young. I, w- I was super young. He, he would also tell me that a lady should never work on her birthday. <laughs> So when I started working, I never worked on my birthday. Um, and and even though he worked really hard, he would always tell me that I should always travel. And even though he waited until he retired and he was a lot older to travel, he would tell me, you know, just go for it. Just just travel as much as you can. I'm doing it in my, my old age, but you should do it when you're young. And so I did, I, I started traveling, but one of the biggest things was that for me, you know, I, I loved celebrating my birthdays when I was younger. My parents they always made a big deal at birthdays. It was, it was your, your one day to really celebrate you. And I looked at those days as a way to kind of reinvent myself. And so um, I would have like a birthday dinner or a birthday lunch or, you know, some type of party or something like that. And then I would take a trip and I started doing where it would be, um, in the country and out of the country as far as the U S goes. And so, um, you know, when people plan trips, people will flake. That's just a norm. Even when you don't plan a trip, even just planning an event, people will flake. And so I stopped letting that you know, um, get in the way of my trips. And I was like, if I want to go, I want to go. It it doesn't matter if people are going to come with me or not, I'm still going to go. And Mm -hmm. once I had that mindset, I mean, it was just the world was my, (laughs) was, you know, at my feet because I didn't let that stop me. And I was able to have all these great adventures. I started meeting different friends in different countries. Like, you know, I can look through my phone and, and, you know, see all these different people in in different areas of the world where they're good quality friends to me, not just because 
we, um, you know, had one good time, but because we connected and it was a genuine relationship that was built. And I appreciate that. I, I really do. And so that kind of starting with my birthdays kind of changed the way I felt about traveling, how I felt about traveling solo. And it, it still, you know, impacts me to this day. Wow. Listen, uncle, uncle was wise. He was, he was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that because I've never had an uncle say anything like that. They're more so like, well, shouldn't you be saving your money? <laughs> or, um, okay, be careful. Okay. Um, but I did have a life coach one time say to me, um, when I was on the fence about going on a trip and I was like, oh, you know, this might be not so responsible because like I'm in trend. I just had left a job. And so I was in the market looking for a new job, but I really had wanted to take this trip. And um, so like the money thing was coming up for me and she was like, what would your 70 year old self want to say? Like, what story would your 70-year-old self want to tell? Would they want to tell the story about how they didn't go because they were trying to be responsible? Or would they want to tell the story of the adventures that they went on? And so that shifted my um, perspective a lot when it comes to, like, the idea of taking advantage of life, right? So, like, very kind of similar um, and also I think in me losing pivotal figures in my life, like my grandfather and my mom, I also just developed this idea, like, you don't know when life is going to end <laughs> and there's so much life to experience. There's so much world to see and I can always get money. I can't always get time. And I, I can't, I, I can assume that I'm going to have time for an experience, but I can't control time. Like there's an abundance of money. And so for me, sometimes if I, if I have um, stuff coming up around like, oh no, I can't do this or I can't do that then I try to think about the the experience piece of it, you know? And I find a balance between being responsible <laughs> and and having wonderless, you know? Um, but I think that as a traveler, creating experiences or creating space for experiences is really important to me and creating memories is really important to me. Because I think about, I mean, I'm I'm single. I don't have children. Most of my friends are um, with children and married, um, and they don't get to do stuff. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They they don't get to do stuff and. Uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll get the comment of, oh, I'm living vicariously through you, right? And so I also think about the people in my life who have different responsibilities than I do. 
or who might have different challenges than I do. And so they either don't have the privilege of traveling and or their fear and limitation in their minds keep them from exploring around them. And so I also just never want to be that person that regrets not doing things because of all these reasons that I created in my head, you know, and not wanting to live my life from a place of regret, right? Because you don't always have time. Um, I've had experiences where I was like, uh, my my ends are a little tight right now. My money's a little funny right now, you know. Do I really want to do this? And I've just learned that, like, money comes and goes. You can always get money, but you can't always get time, you know. And I think that definitely, especially with pandemic, um, that changed travel a lot. <laughs> um, all the restriction and, like, I'm used to traveling, like, internationally probably like three to five times a year so not being able to travel internationally as much basically over the last two years has been really hard I mean I've definitely explored like national parks more I've done more like getaways you know in in the U.S. or like vacations and stuff but it's not the same for me you know um, it's still travel but it's a different kind of travel and so it just makes me even appreciate more the experiences that I have had um, because I've had to kind of like slow down traveling, you know. Um, when it comes to being an expat and living somewhere else, like what has that done for you? How have you seen yourself grow or what have you learned about yourself? I always tell people it's daily growth. You're always learning something new. Um you know, I living in a country, one, where it's not English speaking, uh, <laughs> you know, that that's always a, a, an adjustment. Yeah. Um, but also in a place where you you aren't used to the things that you had in the U.S. So, for an example, um, and, and, you know, and these could be good things honestly. So when it comes to walking down the street and you're not feeling um, like a threat to someone, that is something that you have to get adjusted to. Um, the fact that people are just nice to you, they're smiling at you, they're not threatened by you, they they feel good you know, that you're here, they want to celebrate with you, they want to have you in their space. Um, those type of things are, are, are great feelings to have but they're also something that you're not used to feeling, at least for my sake, in the U.S. So being here, not being seen as a threat, being here in a place where you can literally just enjoy life every day um, is something that I had to get adjusted to and, and in a good way. You know, it, it was something that really allowed me to want to live here or really allowed me to see the benefits of living here and in other places outside of the United States. And I would imagine that that requires a lot of unlearning, right? Like yes. when you're used to, when you're used to people not seeing you 
or acknowledging you or being disrespectful or being passive aggressive or experiencing like microaggressions microaggressions exactly (laughs) exactly what I was about to say um (laughs) you can just kind of be on edge a little bit right and Mm -hmm. so I imagine that being somewhere different that edginess is still there and you're questioning okay well what are they thinking what are they doing why are they doing this this that and the other when it's like that's not even anything that's on their mind you know, nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. So yeah, I, exactly. I imagine that that takes a lot of unlearning and um, you realizing maybe how you lived in, in some aspects lived from a place of like fear and concern and anxiety more than you probably thought. Oh, for sure. I mean, and the thing is, is that in the United States, majority of people live in a, in a state of fear all the time. Mm. It, it doesn't matter, you know, what race you are, what you believe. A lot of the times you are living or trying to survive just with fear alone. Yeah. And hmm. you don't really understand that until you leave, until you leave that place, until you understand that there's a different side of living. There's a different side of thriving in life. You, you really don't get that. And so, you know, I always tell people, even, you know, people that um, when they look at Mexico or they look at different countries, and it, it doesn't even have to be Mexico where I'm living. I mean, you know, like you said at the, at the top of the, um, the call that um, I was living in the DR and living in Costa Rica. And all, both of those places, people had their own idea of what it was like. And this was based off of what they heard in the media. This was based off of... Um, you know, what they heard just from hearsay and they had their own ideas and a lot of it came from fear. And I I was like, you know, you could say the same thing of the U.S. Mm-hmm. There are people that look at the U.S., especially when it comes to African-Americans living there or, you know, black people living there, black and brown people living there. And they will say, oh, well, it's not safe. Oh, well, we can, you know, get gunned down by an officer or anything like that. And people will look at me living here and be like, oh, the cartel, oh, this, you know, and this and that. And I'm like, you know, you, you can say that about any place that you live mm-hmm. if you are guided by fear. Right. But I'm not guided by fear and I haven't been for a long time. So for me, that doesn't stop me from living my life. It doesn't stop me from seeing the benefits of living in a place and actually, you know, weighing out the pros and cons of a place and saying, no, I'm okay here. I feel safer than I have ever felt safe. I, you know, am actually living a great life. I have, you know, a very stable, um, you know, mental health uh, situation going on right now. And, and it feels good to me. Yeah. I mean, that, that's beautiful to hear just the notion that being somewhere different, your environment can impact your whole well-being. Mm-hmm. you know? And I think that is interesting that, and and it's true to a degree, you know, people say like, oh, just because you have problems here, you go somewhere else, your problems are still going to go with you. Yes, no. Like, it, it depends on the person. You know, sometimes people, I think, judge people that travel very frequently as if they're like running away 
mm-hmm. from themselves or running away from reality. And it's like different environments create different realities for you. And even the notion that from like a neurophysiological and biological standpoint, like there are environments that really negatively impact your nervous system and create more mood dysfunction and mood instability and anxiety and worry and concern. And if you're in a place where you don't feel safe, like you said, people here um, have a lot of fear and they don't even realize it. There's so many things that threaten your sense of safety, whether it's financial safety because you're in a place where it's a super high cost of living, um, your nutritional and physical safety because you don't have access to the kind of food that you want or spaces that you need for movement or just, you know, feeling like you can be protected. Um, You're in a place that is not conducive to your mentality because it's so work-driven and you're overworking, you're overdoing, you're constantly pushing yourself. You're in a place where there's a lot of pressure to perform, look a certain way, act a certain way, have a certain lifestyle. Like all these things collectively like create so much dysfunction and imbalance mm-hmm. in your nervous system. And so, yeah, if you think that a person is running away from that, okay, cool. But being in another environment where all those things are non-existent means that your body, your mind, your spirit is going to have a completely different experience. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I know that for me, when I was in Playa for those couple of weeks and Um, I was spending time with you like I kept saying like wow the energy is just different here the black people are just different here like everybody just feels free like you know and not to say that people don't have their own personal issues or people ain't got daily human drama and all that kind of stuff but it still was just like a different sense of lightness and liberation um, that I could tell the environment offered Right. That is true. That is true. I will say a lot of people that move here that I've encountered, um, we're all kind of considered the black sheep of our families. Um, Mm. You know, we're, we're all the people that think differently. We see things differently in terms of life period. Um, Yes. Some of us have families. Some of us, um, are childless or some of us are, you know, single living, um, very, uh, different lives from the, from the norm. But also we just, we don't like to live life in, in terms of how everyone else is living their life. We like to say, this is, this is my life. I only have one and I'm going to live it the way I want to. And a lot of people don't see that. You know, they they say, oh, well, what about this? Everything you've known in the U.S., everything, everything. Like, how can you feel safe there? How can you, um, you know, have a, have a, a stable living there? How can you make money? How can you live in a place where they don't understand you or you don't understand them and, and things like that? And they will try to chop everything down, everything. I mean, try to make it seem like, 
there's just no possible way you could live in a different place outside of the U.S. But us that have done it, we say, why not? We say, yes, we are. Mm. We are doing this because there are other options. There are. Hmm. And yeah, that's, that's what we're deciding to do. And I think that even just the saying, yeah, there are other options, that that just resonated for me a lot because we create so many limitations as to what our lives can look like. And this is something that I'm constantly working on and connecting with myself around because I've for years, probably since maybe like 2015, 16, I've wanted to have a independent, um, a location independent lifestyle where I could literally be anywhere at any point. And now that I have that, I find myself sometimes forgetting, like Tiffany, you can go work for a week in this place, or you can go away for two weeks. Like, you literally have all your work is on a laptop and your phone. Like you don't have to be here. Right. Um, even as I've been considering, you know, moving out of LA, um, and going in between spaces, I had to have a conversation with someone or I didn't have to have a conversation with them, but I had a conversation with someone and they ended up saying to me like, well, why do you have to choose? And I was like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) Like, I don't have to choose if I want to take up time in different places or move different places for different periods of time. Like I can do that. But this idea that we have to limit ourselves um, is just really fascinating that the brain does that and understanding like there are options. There are different ways to live. There are different places to live. There are different lifestyles that you can embrace. There are different ways of being to exist in. I think that that is a challenge that a lot of us just as humans um, tend to forget because we get so comfortable and we get so in tune to, well, this is how I see things. This is how things are. And it's like, whether it's other people have different perspectives and beliefs and ways of being, or there being different, you know, type of lifestyles and different Uh, countries or whatever it is it's always just comes back to the thing of like there's not one way to live and you always have more options and there's probably always so much more abundance around you than you're giving yourself the opportunity to believe in I feel like for black people in particular African Americans in particular we we don't see those options Right. We've we've come into this world with limited options. Yes. And so when we are in the U.S. and people are are looking at us and they're saying to us, well, this is all you get. Mm -hmm. This this is the life that you have. You know, this is the the um, American dream, right, that you're supposed to go for. And we're looking at them like, what? Like. That's why I feel like so many African-Americans, they get frustrated when they're in the U.S. I mean, outside of just the obvious things that are going on. But, you know, we get so frustrated there because we look at this as like, this is it. But this that isn't it. You can go to another country. You can go to Africa. 
you can go to Mexico, you can go to Spain, you can live in Europe, you can live wherever you want to live and make a life that is good for you. Hmm. You know, the American dream is, it doesn't have to be your dream. Mm. Oh. 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 It really doesn't. No, I mean, that, <laughs> I got to take a deep breath with that. <laughs> no, it's true. It, it really is anyone else's dream doesn't have to be your dream. Anyone else's idea of how life should be doesn't have to be your idea. And like you, I mean, of course, there's a lot of things that impact the privilege and the choices that people have. So I'm not going to um, completely disregard that. However, in general, uh, a lot of people here have more agency or choice than they realize. And not being able to connect to that agency or that power um, keeps a lot of people from living a life that would be more fulfilling, more sustainable, more healthy overall for their well-being, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, like the American dream doesn't have to be yours. Other people's dreams and goals don't have to be yours. And for me, it always goes back to understanding who you are and what really matters to you and what you really want. Not who you are because other people say you are, not what you want because you think that's what you're supposed to have based off what other people's standards are, not what matters to you because other people have told you what matters to you, but like you doing the inner work to really connect to all those things from like the core essence of your being, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, I I think that that's, that's, it's a simple concept, but it's, it's big. The American dream doesn't have to be yours. Well, and even, even success. So, um, I I owned a um, event planning company for a, a, a you know a time probably about ten years, and one of the events that I coordinated was a networking event, and there was an entrepreneur, and I'll never forget this. This it just stuck out to me um, that was a uh, host speaker for the event, and she was speaking on what success is, and she said something that I don't think I had ever heard before or most of the people in that room had ever really heard someone say. And she said that when it comes to success, everyone has their version of success. So we have to stop in our head. We have to stop saying what success is. No, this is what success means to us. Mm -hmm. Some people's version of success is climbing their way up the corporate ladder of their current job and getting that that top role. Some people's version of success is being an entrepreneur and owning their own company. Some people's version of success is just creating a family and having a a great loving family 
and doing the whole white picket fence, you know, two and a half kids, which I've never understood. But, you know, um, (laughs) you know, sometimes that's a person's version of success. Nothing is saying, you know, one of those versions is better than the other, but that's just what it is to that person. And like you were saying, you just have to understand who you are and what you want and the things that you need to be happy. And you are able to figure that out. I figured out a long time ago that my version of success for me is freedom. The freedom to travel, the freedom to um, you know, make decisions when I want to make them. Um, it's, it's, it's real clear and cut to me. I, I don't, you know, I'm not out here um, counting down my, my time to have a child. I'm not out here, you know, um, saying, okay, let me climb up the corporate ladder of whatever company I'm working for. But I'm just saying I need to have freedom because that's what means a lot to me. Um, and that could be different compared to someone else, but that's my version of success. And that's what I'm going to work towards every single day. And so everyone else has to figure out what their version of success looks like instead of trying to compare it to everybody else, instead of trying to say, oh, it's the car. Oh, it's the house. Oh, it's the way I look. No, what is it to you? And maybe those things are to you, but really feel that really understand if it is, then okay, let me work towards that. But don't just say that that's what it is just because you see someone else um, recognizing that or you see someone else um, saying that this is what success looks like to them and you're saying, okay, yeah, I'm trying to be like that. Like understand if that's for you. It's, It's so important and that success piece, gosh, it really, it really matters because so many people take on like you said, other people's versions of success without even questioning it, without even questioning it, without even questioning, is this really what I want? Does this really fit for me? Does this really matter? I think it's unfortunate um, because it, it makes me think about this, this book, but um, it was basically a palliative nurse And she interviewed clients that were, you know, essentially on their deathbeds and asked them these series of questions. And so some of the the things that she pulled from these interviews, which she ended up putting in a book, is the top regrets that people have in their life. And part of it is, I worked too hard and didn't spend enough time with family. I didn't travel more. I was too focused on my work and not things that brought me joy. I didn't apologize more. Uh, I didn't talk to people more and tell them, you know, how I really felt. I didn't make choices just for myself, but I made choices based off of what other people thought I should do. And These are people across different backgrounds. And the notion, especially here in the U.S., that you're supposed to just work, make money, obtain this family, obtain some possessions, and die is like a narrative that a lot of people push themselves to 
uphold. And it's like, if you really spent time, you would find you probably don't want that. Maybe you want aspects of it, <laughs> um, but maybe you don't want that. So thank you for for sharing that because I think that understanding what success is for you, understanding what the meaning of life is for you, understanding what your purpose is for you, even understanding what joy happiness, fulfillment, or contentment looks like for you is really important, you know. Everything you said with freedom is definitely aligned with my views. So I I appreciate that. Oh, you just dropped so many amazing jewels today, as I knew that you would. Um, do you have any last words or, <laughs> or words or encouragement for the people? With traveling and with living this particular nomadic lifestyle, a lot of people always say, how did you get started? We all have something that pulls us to do what we want to do. We decided probably over the last year to stop trying to convince people. And I say that to, to only say when you are feeling that pull, when you're feeling that desire to leave, that is going to be the next move for your life, for your journey at that moment. Because when it does happen, you won't have all those questions. You won't have to continually um, weigh out the pros and cons. You'll just do it. You'll just do it. A lot of people here just did it. And that's when I know that you're ready to do it. Mm. When you're not questioning any longer oh, let me decide um, if my job is going to do this or let me decide if you will start putting in the work to, you know, um, just plan out how you're going to do it. I mean, that, that that's definitely a good point. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. And, and you can bounce back yeah. and things will work themselves out and you can change your mind. <laughs> So exactly. Well, thanks, Just boo. because you decide to do it doesn't mean that you can't go back. <laughs> right. You're welcome. Right. Appreciate you so much. And uh, yeah, that's all, y'all. Well, y'all, that's the end of today's episode. I hope that you got something from it. Thank you so much for your support. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, share this with a friend. I am accessible via my website, www.livethebelife.com. You can feel free to shoot me an email. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, I send out newsletters once or twice a month. I'm on Instagram and Twitter handle at the T-H-E underscore B-E underscore life. Also have a Facebook page. All my products are available online on Amazon, but they're also listed on my website. Hope that you move forward in your day, in your week, feeling connected to yourself and grounded. Hope that you just stay aware of the shifts that are going on within and around you because they're always happening. Don't forget, seek to shift, seek to grow, seek to be you. Until next time, be well.